0: Welcome back to The Marty Party, San Antonio's premier real estate podcast, where every week we're featuring amazing uh, new home sales reps. And actually, speaking of new home sales reps in San Antonio, we actually have a special guest today, a good friend of ours, Lilia, who is not from San Antonio, but is actually selling homes in the Austin market. So welcome, Lilia. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for being here. So Lilia and I go way back. Um, Actually, I I didn't realize it. Lilia was working uh, as one of another good friend of ours, Debbie Debbie Lopez with Perry Homes. She was working as her uh, hostess, as y'all called them at that time. And that's when we first met. That was probably about six years ago. Yes. 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 Back when she was in Havenwood. So yeah. shout out, Perry and Debbie, to uh, OG yeah. back she in the day. She
1: taught me a lot. I learned a lot from her. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. We love her. Debbie's great. Yes. So before we get into fun real estate stuff, we want to know all about Lilia. So please tell us who you are. Where did you grow up? And, and give us the story. Okay.
1: Well, I am a refugee. I came to the States over 20 years ago That's when amazing. I was 17.
0: Wow, from where? Ukraine. Ukraine.
1: Have you heard about Ukraine?
0: I have heard <laughs> about Ukraine. It is not good what is going on. but um, And back then, it wasn't as war-conflicted as it is now, right? Yeah. You know, so well, uh,
1: you know, the the way I came to United States, I got refugee status because even back then in 2003, we had Orange Revolution. Things were still kind of like a little bit... Unstable, you yes, kind of was leading towards what's going on right now, yes. So, um, that's the reason I was that's granted crazy. a refugee status, yes,
0: that's incredible. Okay, so, so talk to me about put, put us back there. You're 17 years old, um, had you gone through traditional Ukrainian school at that point,
1: yes. So, a lot of time people wonder, like, 17 already graduated from school, uh. I believe in Ukraine, you consider an adult at sixteen. Got it. And I did skip two years in school, so I graduated a little bit earlier. earlier. yes, yeah. I skipped fourth and twelfth grade.
0: That's crazy. So you were already, so you, you grew up in the in the Ukrainian public school system, graduated, became an adult, and then this war happens. And so, does your whole family evacuate? Uh,
1: I still have distant relatives and friends in ukraine yes Uh, i'm originally from the west side of ukraine like just maybe 50 kilometers from polish border yes Uh, that area is a little bit quiet there uh it considers a refugee area since they you know evacuating Uh, a lot of people moving to the polish border since it's close to the nato country
0: right absolutely right absolutely that's crazy okay so back then we we see all the craziness in the news of what's going on right now and and just how war-torn it is but back then when you were going through this kind of evacuation it wasn't like that correct it was not okay so just take me i mean give me the process how was it so what happened
1: ukraine is a very beautiful country very nice people if you go visit ukraine mesmerized by the scenery and very nice kind people you know if you're gonna be invited to somebody else's house they pretty much will share everything that they have they're just so generous you amazing know? and they'll make sure you eat a lot like even if you'll be full like they will make sure like for some reason people in ukraine think that like everybody's hungry so like you should make sure you eat, you eat
0: you know? that's amazing uh, very sweet people, yeah. so when when you uh when you and your family were you know deciding to get this kind of or when you got the status like How did you get the status, and then what happened? Like, How quickly did you leave after you got the status, or did you guys just leave?
1: No, so it is a process, and it takes a while, uh, a little over a year. We did have distant family that during the communist time, uh, they were in prison in Sabir for eight years just for having a Bible in a house. You're joking me. Yes, yes. Eight years. Correct. So sometimes if you discriminated for a religion, uh, you know, you can ask, you know, apply, send application to U.S. Embassy and asking for a refugee <laughs> if for any way you feel threatened or unsafe, you know, living in your own country. That's incredible. So in 2003, when we had Orange Revolution, you know, things kind of were very unstable like that, so um, we applied and we were granted for
0: uh, the the, the refugee? Status, that's, yes. that's incredible. Okay, so I'm trying to imagine this. Growing up with a civil conflict going on, you apply, you get the status. What state do you come to?
1: Well, we came to the California state. Okay. We, there's a very strong, large, uh, Russian-speaking community, and Russian-speaking community, it means from all po- post soviet countries, which is Kazakhstan, Belarus, uh, Uzbekistan, Ukraine, Russia, Kazakhstan. You know.
0: That's, a, okay, so, and did you have family in California at this time, or no?
1: I did not have family,
0: so. So your family, when you guys got there, you were alone aside from each other. Well,
1: here's the one fact. Here's one fact when I was coming to the states I was married
0: married I was married yes okay. so I got
1: married very very early
0: I yeah I understand and it's,
1: in my country that's normal it's 17 yes. I mean right now I would think like oh my gosh why my mom let me do that <laughs> but uh, so I was coming with the father of my children got and it. he had a family
0: got it okay but so
1: from my side I didn't have any family or friends at all
0: mm-hmm. so you're by you're in America married not even 18 years old yet. With how many kids?
1: Uh, I was pregnant.
0: Okay. Okay. So uh, I'm pregnant with your first. And I didn't speak any English. No English. No English. Okay. So this is this is like a hard luck story. So how? So you arrive and you're living in the Russian, you know, the Russian-speaking community in California. What do you all start doing for work or jobs or living?
1: So there is, um, there's a help for refugees. Okay. They help you to settle in. You start going to school, college learning English for a couple of years, and then help you to get a job. So the, there is a help,
0: yes. There is mm-hmm. help, okay, that's amazing. And so y'all lived in California, and how many years did you stay there?
1: Three years Three, years. Huh?
0: Um, three years, okay, so now at this point you're about 20 years old. Correct. Um, and, and you're starting to speak English, like you're learning through the assistance programs? Yes. That's crazy, this is crazy to me. Okay, so now where are we going from, from California? We're at 20, where are we moving to from there?
1: In California, it was very difficult because when you come from the small European town to Sacramento, oh my gosh, adjusting to the lifestyle was difficult. English, lifestyle, craziness. I think they were electing a new um, governor of the state, which at that time was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, (laughs) Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. (laughs) We lived for three years, struggled a little bit, and then we decided that we want to buy a house. And I believe that was 2006. okay. So we purchased a house in Missouri, Missouri, middle of nowhere. Eleven percent
0: interest rate. Interest rate. Middle of nowhere. Middle Do you remember what nowhere. the house cost? How, how much it was? Uh, hundred
1: fifty-six. hundred fifty-six. Eleven wow. percent. I was happy. So I don't know why people complain. No,
0: absolutely. <laughs> yeah, the, the rates are down at seven, and people are like, "Oh, it's yes. the, end yes. the end of the end of the world." But yes. that's crazy. Okay, so. Now you're now you're really in the middle of nowhere. So you you've come at this point from Ukraine, mm. war torn, you know, kind of grew up your young adult years yeah. in California and now you're in Missouri, okay, Missouri. In Missouri. Still married.
1: Still married, yes.
0: Absolutely. Okay. So when we go out to Missouri, you know, at this point now, you're kind of off of the refugees assistance. So at this point Correct. you're more like a citizen where Correct. you're working and So
1: uh, a lot of times people mistaken, like when you come as a refugee, the United States just like help you, give you everything. They'll help you for a few years. And then once you start working, the bills start coming. Yes. The the bills bills start start coming. coming. Absolutely. Okay. So
0: uh, that's amazing. And so, okay. So now when you're in Missouri, um, you know, I want to definitely like fast forward. So I want to know from that point, basically, how did you get here? How did you come from Missouri to here? Or did you go somewhere else in between that?
1: No, Missouri, it was a place, life changed. Yeah. Uh, I made a decision okay. to get divorced far yes. away. Uh, got my kids.
0: Oh, that's amazing.
1: And I just want a new star, so I came to Texas.
0: And, and you knew nobody? No, no.
1: Uh, it was either between Texas and Florida, and I felt like Texas was a better place to raise the kids because at that time they were all like one, four, and uh, four and three years old. Yes. Uh, job opportunities laid back. Yeah. Kind of like the the people, the lifestyle, more relaxed. Absol- yes. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely.
0: So this is crazy. So you're a single mom from single another country with three kids, and you decide to move to a state where you know nobody. Yes. This is crazy. So, I just have to ask the question because it's amazing to me. Like, how did you do it? Like, how did you make it? You know, like,
1: you know, I don't even know myself. At that time, you're young, stupid, you're crazy. You just pack your bags and you just go. You're just spontaneous. If you tell me, would I do this right now? I don't know. I don't know how I did it. I don't know how I moved half across the planet with no English, with no relatives and friends, nothing to a different country.
0: This is amazing. That's what I'm saying. Like, This is amazing. You're an incredible person. So, wow. Okay, so when you when you come to Texas, you're by yourself with the three kids. You move to San Antonio. Is that the first area that you New lived Braunfels. in? You come here.
1: Yes, yes. So
0: random. Yes. And you saw it. How did you even see it? How did you even know about New Braunfels?
1: Uh, looking for jobs, yes. job opportunities, yes. Okay. And so uh, I did like the – how it's – has a german feel because it was yes. a little bit closer to yeah. my background uh,
0: that's crazy yes. and so perry was the job that you, you moved here for is that the job you started with or did you have another one
1: not right away with perry's uh it's interesting because i was already in sales yes i did not realize that i'm actually a natural salesperson
0: <laughs> that's so cool <laughs> yeah that's incredible mm-hmm. so who did you start with before them
1: i worked for uh, a small boutique and we sold very expensive women's suits
0: Wow! and then
1: i work for uh, in a j- jeweler store selling fine jewelry and expensive watches that's incredible it's also very interesting
0: so you've, you've kind of done like the gambit of like just the different different sales, sales b- yeah. but all sales yes that's incredible it's so
1: interesting because a lot of my clients like when I was selling professional women's suits, they were like realtors, brokers, professors, doctors, and they kind of follow me to when I was working in the jewelry store. And then I still stay in touch with the realtors who were still buying suits from me. Now, within
0: now they're homes. helping, so, now you're helping them yeah. buy homes. That's yeah. incredible. That's amazing. That's such an amazing story to hear. So the, um, at this time, right, like you're working and you've got the three kids, but you have no, no family um, and of course, you're, you're just starting to establish friends. So, like during the day, they're in daycare, or how are you working and you had the kids? School
1: and daycare. Yes, you just you, figure you it just out. hassle. You just hassle. Uh, I look back, I don't know how I did it. That's, what I, That's what I was saying.
0: That's what I'm saying. Because I'm thinking about the logistics.
1: You just have to figure out. You know, you have no choice because things needs to be done. You know, you still need to go to work. You still need to do groceries. You still need to go pick up kids. And. It's just, it just it just has to be done. There's no other choice.
0: Wow, this is but cr-
1: it's a planning, you know, arranging, coordinating. It's a lot of that.
0: Yeah. It it is, and that's where I'm just like so amazed at how you kept mm-hmm. all of this together. And so the kids now are. Do any of them still live here with you?
1: Two, two of them. Yeah, My two. older son actually moved out. Uh,
0: that's, that's good. That's good, right? Yeah. So you've done your, you've done your time. Yes, yes. You, you've done your time, yes. and you're, you're almost
1: one down, two to go.
0: One down, <laughs> two to go. That's amazing. Well, I'm sure they're very proud of, of you because you've just, I mean,
1: and you know what, life was not easy. Yeah. Uh, I struggled. My kids did see it, so. They were helping me out. They are amazing kids.
0: Oh, that's amazing. So they
1: were not giving me a hard time. <laughs> oh,
0: that's you know? really good. So
1: they all contributed to maintaining, you know, a stable lifestyle. A-
0: absolutely. That's incredible. Well, the Ruffles, what a great town to yes. land in, right? Especially, um, you know, it's come up a lot now, and it, mm-hmm. it's more like a city now, but... Back when you got here, I, I got here probably about the same time that you did. It was very different, you know, and I mean, it was a small town. Like you said, it was very relaxed. Yes. It, I would almost use the word slow. Like it was yes. it yeah. was slow yeah. back then. Um, So it's the right town to have that type of a, a hard struggle with. But that's incredible. Okay, so that's an amazing upbringing. So now that you, at this point, you know, now that you're here and, and, and you're established, of course, I know you're building a be- brand new beautiful home and, and you've, you have found success in America. What are some things that you like to do? Like, do you have hobbies or restaurants or anything that you love?
1: You know, I'm a very boring person, I think.
0: No, you're not, stop (laughs) it. You have no Uh, hobbies.
1: I do have hobbies, I do love art. I kind of like to do something with my hands. That's cool. Uh, like
0: pain, painting or like modeling or what type of art?
1: Painting. Painting. painting yes, and I'm not a professional. Painting It's just something like if I feel like it, I'll just paint. Uh, my recent few projects were uh, flipping furniture.
0: Really? Yes. Okay, yeah. so you... But
1: very small pieces, nothing big, nothing dramatic, like a coffee table or something like that, yes. That's,
0: so where would you get the furniture from? And you would just store. go and refinish it?
1: Yes. Well, yeah. It, th- that's the whole point. It's just like doing something. Because when you buy a new one, it's already new. Just put it there. But like you want to work on it, <laughs> struggle with it. And you know, I I bought a one table and I thought I'll never do it again. <laughs> and then once you're done, not bad, you know. I just go buy another one. <laughs> that's ama-
0: that's amazing. So you were like in the beginning of it, you're like, I'm never doing. I'm done with this, yes, right? You were yes, so frustrated. Yes. But, but it's
1: not really cool, actually. yeah. Did, did, so yes. did, did
0: you keep it or did you? Did you end oh, up I still? kept
1: it. It's almost like restoration hardware quality now.
0: Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. That's cool. I didn't know that you had that kind of hobby. Um, so what about um any places around here that you like to go and eat? You said that of course the Ukrainians love to love to eat. So yes. did you keep that part of your culture?
1: Surprisingly, I love American food. Really? I love a good old fashion burger brisket barbecue this is amazing. steak mashed potato, oh thanksgiving table is the my most favorite turkey gravy that's cornbread m- yes amazing. i love american
0: food um, okay so what like what would be considered traditional like if i already go have a tradition traditional ukrainian meal like what would that be what do they eat
1: you have to start with borscht
0: borscht i don't know what borscht, borscht is
1: okay. It's a vegetable beet soup. Okay. It has a very unique, savory, sweet taste. Yeah. Uh, I feel like with Borscht, it's the love or hate.
0: Love or hate. Love or hate. Most
1: people like it. Most people love it. But it's not for everyone. Uh, Pierogies, dumplings, they're very similar, like they have them in Poland Mm -hmm. and Germany. Uh, Some sweets. Crepes, crepes yes. with cheese. Uh-huh. That's grapes crazy.
0: Cheese. So it's very—you're not going and getting chicken tenders and fries in Ukraine. That's not the traditional Ukrainian meal. It's not
1: traditional.
0: No, no. Absolutely. But in America, you're good with that. You, you, d- d- before all the all the uh, war conflict started, was there like any chain restaurants between the two? Like, were there like did they have McDonald's or was it very different? You know.
1: You know they did had McDonald right before i left
0: right before ukraine
1: it. yes and mcdonald in ukraine is a very fancy place <laughs> You're Only really cool people go there yes stop it <laughs> yes yes Th-
0: that's insane so it's like a high-end
1: it's high-end yes it was a uh, to go to McDonald's in Ukraine, yes. <laughs> wow,
0: that's crazy. Yeah. That's amazing. It's it's neat to just think about how customs are so different, you know, depending on what side of the world you're mm-hmm. on, you know, something that to us that that might sound, like we said, kind of crazy, right? Like, oh, that's that's interesting. You know, may not be, you know, for some people, like you said, that that is their normal and their reality. So that's mm-hmm. just incredible. So uh, is there anything that, you know, I know that you left at a young age, right? But is there any, like, parts that like you felt like you kind of kept right like this you know either culture or heritage or just stuff you brought with you you feel
1: you know i came here at 17 years old and i feel like i americanized enough but still have that eastern european mentality pretty strong with me there're certain things that i just stay very true to myself like i'm from ukraine certain beliefs yeah certain behavior culture yes
0: that's amazing and have you um have you traveled back to europe at all since you've left
1: i have not left the states in 20 years
0: wow and is that i mean I'm, of course you were at that time raising all the young kids but in the future do you see yourself like maybe not to ukraine with all the war but like is europe somewhere that you feel like you'll go again you know either to vacation or visit
1: I would like to visit a few places. Like in two years when my kids grow up. Yeah. Um I would like to go see Japan. Yes. Norway, yeah. Dubai, Bahrain.
0: Oh, you got Sweden, some good ones.
1: Switzerland. Yes.
0: You got some good lists there. Yeah. Japan's on the top of my list. Japan is where I s where my number one that I want to go to next. But why yeah. do you want to
1: go to Japan?
0: So I grew up like with a ton of just like comic book anime, you know, just everything in that kind of genre right uh, a lot of japanese like gundam right mm-hmm. so just so much japanese culture i that's what i did It's right? what i did when i was younger so i just want to go and, and experience how they live right like with the you've got the old school districts with like the neon lighting yeah. um, you know ramen shops on every corner a lot of just traditional japanese food i love so i i just think the way they live is yes. impressive so yes like it's so it's so impressive and um, of course, they're big on the bullet trains. Uh, we just recently went to uh, Paris, and they also are pretty good mm-hmm. on their trains. But just the train system and the fact that you can travel across Japan to all the different, you know, different regions so quickly, right? Um, I want to go during the cherry blossom. Oh yeah. Yes, cherry yes. blossom season. Yeah. Mount Fuji, you know, like there's a lot I want to do. What do you
1: think about the food? Are you okay, like trying? Uh, yes, everything?
0: I will eat everything that they serve there. Yeah. Um, I want to go to the fish market. Okay. I want to go down to like the fish market and. They, they have the tuna, you know, the tuna that's bigger than this table. Mm-hmm. And they go and they just auction it off right off the boat. You know, thousands of dollars worth of of tuna these things sell for. Um, I just want to experience it. So I just want to go and do it. So, yeah, Japan's my number one.
1: I would say Japan would be my number one, too. Really? Why do yeah. you want to go? For the same reason I'm not big on the comics. Yeah. Uh but definitely the culture. And yeah. I feel like I wanna explore smaller villages. I yes. uh, like Tokyo. Maybe Tokyo a little bit, but That's I wanna go bit. to the places actually normally tourists do not go.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I and I think that um like it they, the north and south part of Japan, like Tokyo is kind of in the southern in rightish region, but like if you kinda go north or mm-hmm. south, right, um you'll Experience things like you said that just you mm-hmm. can't find anywhere in the world because they're so far off the beaten path People aren't flying from America to go to these places yes, yes. So they aren't tourist locations. They're places where you can find locals mm-hmm. and experiences that are Old world, you know, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah, so that's amazing. So We've got to get you traveling
1: uh we need to. It's uh I'm working on it. Absolutely. I'm working on it.
0: Yes. Well, we're going to we're going to get you there. That's amazing. We're going to help you. We're going to help you travel. So, um that's cool. What about uh for uh, restaurants? Like do you have a, re- a favorite restaurant in your Braunfels that you just love to eat at?
1: Very simple. I like Smokey Mose.
0: Really? I like
1: Smoky Mose. Yeah. That's amazing. Ah, uh, there's this food truck. Um, I uh, I don't remember the name but they make really phenomenal really good Cuban sandwiches. Oh Cuban my gosh. Cuban sandwiches. Yes. Where where is it? Oh uh, it's well, a truck. It always moves around, okay, always moves and around. they have a Facebook page. Yeah, and, like they usually like would post the location I where they serve. I have to serve. eat this. Yes, yes.
0: That's incredible. I have to eat this. They
1: used to serve at Five Stones. Do you know where Five yes. Stones? Okay. They used to bring their food truck every other week or so. That's a good Cuban sandwiches.
0: I need. I have to try this. I always ask everybody the New because in New Braunfels, we we are small town, right? So now now we're medium. I'd say we're medium, but uh it. We had for a long time, it was like, well, where do you go eat? Well, you go to Chili's, Olive Garden.
1: What's your favorite?
0: Uh, I, I'm a loser. I like Chili's. But for local restaurants, mm-hmm. though, for local restaurants, um, the Green River Grill is my number one.
1: Okay.
0: They have the um, balsamic glazed ribeye. Oh, that sounds good. Yes, they have the balsamic glazed ribeye. And it's amazing. It's on a bed of potatoes. And it's literally just a giant ribeye steak. It takes up the whole plate. And then they have this house-made balsamic glazed. Glazed. I don't even know what else is. It's amazing. It's just like the right consistency and it adds. But you
1: live in green. It's like probably right around the corner. Yeah, you
0: take the golf cart there. You take yeah. the golf cart there and, and you're there in like seconds. But it's incredible. It's one of the best dishes I've had anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um And it's here local. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. I like local. Absolutely. So... Mm-hmm. Um, what about, like, the river? Do you guys ever go down? You would ever take the kids tubing or anything since you've been here? Y'all ever done that?
1: so embarrassing. Oh,
0: gosh, tell me.
1: i live in New Braunfels for 13 years, and I never went tubing on the
0: river. What, what do you mean you've never gone on the river?
1: I've seen people do it, and I guess that's enough for me. For some reason, it never called me. It never called my attention to go, like... Scratch my bottom, you know.
0: Okay, but the they, okay. Sometimes <laughs> the water, the water is low right now. Okay. But sometimes the water is not low, so it, you float.
1: Well, you know, I need a little bit something more glamorous than that. Okay. That's that's me.
0: It just it's just me. Okay, so, I understand. Yeah. That sounds good. So, where would you get that? Where you where? Do, where do you take? Where did you take the kids for entertainment? Did y'all do anything cool?
1: We would go to the coast. Yeah. To South Padre like once a year. That's amazing. You know, I'll I'll take them to the to the coast. That's really cool. Uh
0: And so when you, in Ukraine, I'm trying to um, think of it from a continent standpoint, there's no water, right? There's no water around Ukraine, like oceans?
1: We do have Black Sea. Okay. Whatever we used to
0: have. Yeah.
1: Taken over right now. Uh, Just rivers, small lakes, things like that. But never like mm -hmm. where
0: you go to the beach?
1: No, no. We have a small region in Ukraine where we had mountains. Ukraine pretty much is just flat. Right. It's just very simple landscape. Very simple very landscape. Simple landscape. Yeah, we had a lot of forests. That's what Ukraine is rich for, forests. Forests, okay. Yes, so when I was little I did explore forest a lot. That's something I miss very much. So between mountains, beach, forest, I would pick forest.
0: Wow. Okay. So and this is you're talking about I, I, I forgive me if I forget the terminology, but I think it's called like old growth. Like these are old forests, right? Yes, like those they, are very old forests. Like they'd been there time that's crazy you no know
1: crazy thing we did so when we were little uh, we would go to those forests uh, World War II kind of went through there yeah and like a bunch of group of kids we would go look for artifacts from World War II what? And it was a little bit dangerous because sometimes it would be warheads and mines. And I've seen kids, like they had their hands explode and they lose their eyesight. But we would go find those pieces and we would take it to the museum exchange for the money. Like, you, you cannot do that, but that's something we did. So we would, fi- we would find artifacts from World War II, either from the Red Army from Russia or from you know German Nazi. But it was a really cool thing, something we did.
0: Yeah. That is, <laughs> on, this is like <laughs> the craziest thing I've ever heard. So, you guys would go and literally find like landmines, Old guns,
1: helmets, flasks, like, you know, they would drink alcohol or something. Sometimes there would be mines still buried, warheads.
0: That's crazy. Yes. And so, from where you were living, like, were these pretty close to you, like, where y'all were growing up it was at? Close, yes. That's, and just to think that in, one lifetime, World War II was, you know, within the last 100 years, or just over 100 years, like, to think that you were that close, right? Like, that there was battles in those trees, yeah. in those forests, and...
1: It's it, it, interesting, like, I, it never affected me personally, although my grandparents went through World War II. For us, it was just stories. You know, it's a history. It's a history, like, you never have grudge or bad feelings towards yeah. anyone. It was just a history.
0: That's crazy. That's incredible. So wow. So okay, so that completely through fear lived. That that's really cool. So that's yeah. something that you would do that's something that you would do as a kid. That's amazing. I like completely lost my train of thought with how cool that is. Yeah. That is so cool. Okay, something you gotta tell me something else. What else did you do that was crazy like growing up? Oh
1: gosh. My childhood was Crazy Things we did. Your mom probably would want to hang out with me when we were little. Yes. And we did nothing illegal, like no drugs or alcohol, none of that stuff. But in my town where we lived, we had about a dozen of coal mines. And since (laughs) the landscape in Ukraine was super, super flat, we want to go climb mountains. So we would trespass to those mines, which was very dangerous because sometimes once you climb and you know, it's miles or kilometers that they extract the minerals And If it starts sliding, sometimes you you can go down and uh, and kids did. Uh, So we would trespass to coal mines. Uh, We would trespass construction. We would go look for artifacts from World War II. We would climb huge trees. So it was really cool.
0: Because back then, right, like especially living in Ukraine, it's not like the kids today that are growing up with like cell phones right like if you wanted to have entertainment
1: I feel bad that my kids don't have the childhood that I had like really we didn't have any toys we would just play with rocks and sticks and there was so much kids and we had games and we would explore and your parents would would not find you, like, the moment sun, you know, rise up, we would go outside, and until the sun goes down. You
0: don't go home. Yeah. Well, I, and I think that, I think that when we talk about, like, how how you did it, right, like, how you made it in America with your kids and, and raising your family, I think that that's a big, probably, part of it, right, is you may not tie those two things together of, like, oh, hey, you know, I was, you know, just outside as a kid to, you know, kind of making it. I think that it's so easy now, especially, in America, like, it's so easy to grow up mm-hmm. that you kind of get dropped off at 18 and you're like, okay, you're an adult now. You have to pay for your own stuff that you can't afford. You have to file taxes that you don't know how to file. You know, yeah. like, it's just, they don't teach you the, the grit. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Like, the grit of what it means to truly survive. Um, And I think that, obviously, based on what I'm hearing from your upbringing, I think that helped a lot.
1: Yes, yes. it's a It's a different lifestyle, you know? That's amazing. I feel like... Where I come from, we were forced to grow up much quicker than here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's what I'm saying. Because at 17, you you have a, a life. You mm-hmm. you already have a you have a family. You're married. You are pregnant. Maybe on the way. You know, here at 17, we're watching the Kardashians. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like you know, we're we're on MTV or that, that not anymore. But now they're on like TikTok yeah. and Instagram and and. That's what they do. So you know? my
1: two kids are 17 years old. And whatever, I'm looking at them when my older son was 17 and my second son was 17. At that age, I was thinking completely different things. Like, I was serious about life. And they still like, oh, game, TV show.
0: It's crazy <laughs> to me. That's incredible. But well, you made it. That's amazing. This, your story's been amazing. So I want to, I'll, I'll wrap it up. I want to ask, you know, just kind of, in general, you know, for anyone that's out there, even if they're not from another country, just somebody that is at that point in their life where they're having to make the hard decision, like you said, of you know, to go out on their own, you know, do you have any words for them about, you know, doing it? Is, it?
1: it is possible, and I've been in a situation many times when sometimes I don't know how, but like it will definitely will happen. Uh, not giving up, that's trying, it's possible. Self-talk, motivating, finding the way. And the most important thing is surrounding yourself with the right people.
0: Right people. Yes. Envi- environment is everything, is everything. And I think that matters a ton. This has been amazing. So that's Lily's background. Um, before we 100% close, just so we can talk about it, uh, Lily is with Perry Homes. Uh, you're selling homes at what price point?
1: Mid-500s to mid-600s.
0: Mid-500s uh, to 600s uh, You're in Anthem, which is in the uh, city of Buda. Kyle. Kyle. Mm-hmm. So if you want to look her, uh, her up, we're going to drop her contact info here. Uh, we've talked a lot. We've had a couple people from Perry Homes guys. We've talked a lot about their great product and they and of course they offer a lot of the same floor plans. Um, does Anthem have uh, some great amenities out there that, that make it really memorable?
1: We have phenomenal amenities. I would call this mini resort. It's something that every community offers. Yep. Olympic size pool, community garden, uh, lifestyle director, clubhouse, Amazing. pavilion. Uh, butterfly garden, hammock area, fire pits, sports courts, playgrounds. Uh, I think they also planning to open a dog park because a lot of people asking, so they want to add this to the park. Add, add the dog yes. park. Fish That's and yes.
0: You have everything out yes. there. So, Anthem, guys. Anthem's located in the city of Kyle. Uh, if you don't know where that is, if you're watching and you're out of state, Kyle is, is south of Austin north of san antonio so it's kind of like in the middle right where we call it the i-35 corridor uh we're gonna drop all of lilia's information here below uh check her out please reach out to her if you're interested in a perry home um but yeah this has been amazing thank you so thank much you for coming much. on yes, we appreciate so it oh thank, thank, you. oh thank you you've killed it so guys this has been an episode of the marty party thanks so much uh sorry for my struggling voice i'm <clears throat> on the bounce back of a sinus infection but Please like and subscribe on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, follow us for more great guests and more great content. We'll catch you all next time.